You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mom is Talking Loud. I'm Jessica Rush. And I'm Kara Cooper. Today's guest has appeared on Broadway in numerous productions, but most recently in Tina, the Tina Turner musical. As a mom and certified holistic nutritionist, she understands the need for healthy, delicious, and simple foods. During the shutdown, she has put her wealth of knowledge into a self-published cookbook, Fall For You. Here's our mini-sode with Broadway's Katie Weber. Welcome, friend. Thank oh my you. gosh, I feel oh. so I feel so special to be here with you guys. Oh my gosh, please, we feel special that you're here. I, oh. It's such a weird thing because I feel like the three of us have never been in the dressing room together. I know, but I know. it feels like because you guys both did the same track in Jersey Boys, so yeah. clearly not simultaneously. But I feel like we have that vibe well, connection. I mean, Katie. Yet. Yeah, like you she guys. took over for me at Jersey Boys, so right. you guys were in the dressing room together, and then she and I were doing Tina when the shutdown happened, so we were working together. Yeah, it feels like we're all just part of the same family, like, yeah. you know, that We're that also three knit. blondes in this business <laughs> yeah. who mm-hmm. audition for at all the same, the same job all the time. <laughs> all the time. Except well, you Katie gets the, Except no one ever calls me in for like the Playboy Bunny one. I remember you having an audition for that, Katie. And I was like, that's not something that I would I be. Mean, listen, I know this sounds so annoying of me, but it, I just like anytime my agent calls me for anything television related, it's every single time. It's like, must be okay with nudity. And I'm like, what the? It's like, it's always like to play the hooker or the stripper or something. Well, I'm like, well yes, thanks, I mean, I they're not calling me for that. I can tell you that. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God, Katie. So we are here today for a mini-sode um, to talk lots of things. I mean, we could talk for ages Forever. about, you know, motherhood. Eventually we're going to talk about your awesome pandemic pivot and what you've accomplished. But first, mm-hmm. let's talk about um, your daughter. Yeah. Ollie. My baby girl, yeah, Ollie, Olivia. We call her Ollie. She's she just turned four. Wow. Um, yeah, she is amazing and vivacious and spunky. And when I tell you this child is rebellious, I'm not kidding. She's <laughs> like, <laughs> like I thought I was a rebellious child. This is a rebellious child. Um, and she just loves every second of it. But she's also extremely sensitive. So I'm always kind of navigating that, you know, it's just ta- being the mom of a toddler, I suppose. Um, and yeah, she's she's awesome. So I I I mostly love it. 
<laughs> is that okay to say? Yes. Yeah. One thousand percent okay to yeah. say. Mostly. She she and Finn are like, I think like three days apart in age. They're yeah, like he's the exact like exact same. He's, he's, he's October twenty ninth. Yeah. Yeah. She's November second. Yeah. I mean, so. there's literally still a, a four balloon behind you. Yeah. <laughs> there is. The yes. Zoom. There's a Mylar four. Yeah. And all the other balloons have totally lost their helium, but I think I would be sent to the gauntlet if I threw them away. So I just oh, yeah. have to let, oh, yeah. let this Just let them out. like be sad and wrinkled yep. in the corners. Yeah. And like you kick them and then the dust bunnies get them. Yeah. I, we've been there. Yeah. yeah. I know and that. she'll still want to keep it. Oh yeah. Right. yeah. But we were like cleaning up the other day and this like highlights magazine castle somehow made it into the recycling bin and he Finn came in he's like mom you were gonna <laughs> yeah. recycle this mm-hmm. <laughs> like it is fallen like ripped falling apart he's like yeah. you can't recycle this <laughs> yeah they it's so interesting kids have such a hard time letting go of things yeah you know oh. getting rid like there she has like shoes that do not fit her and she's like but I don't want to get rid of them I'm like sorry they're they're going yeah. 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 I mean, um, especially right now, I think too, it's like so much, I don't know, for, for us at least, you know, so much has changed and so much is going on that I think they're just really clinging to comfort, yeah. you know, and the things that they know. And yeah. And yeah. it's also, you know, for my situation, it's a little crazy because my, my daughter's father and I, as you guys know, separated, um, gosh, like a year and a half ago. So she was two when that happened. And, you know, everybody was like, Oh, this, and, and we're, we're great. It's like, there's not, you know, there's no tension or anything, which is awesome. However, it still means that your kid has two houses and goes back and forth and has to deal with that. And she, um, you know, so I think that's just an added thing on top of the pandemic and all of this that makes it sometimes tricky to let go of things and to, you know, just chill. Yeah, I never thought about that, especially for a little one, like having different things at different houses. Yeah. You know, and, and when they want that one thing and it's not there, how do you handle that? And yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, there there are things in my mind, I'm like, well, I think that might be at Dada's house. And she's like, oh, right, that's at Dada's house, you know, she, or she'll say things like, I love both of my rooms. Um, you know, which is awesome. But then she's also like, so let's play a game. You're princess mama. And then there's King Dada and you love him forever in your heart and you kiss him. And I'm like, okay, you know, so, so there's that too, which is tricky, but, but it's okay. You know, the silver lining, which I'm, I'm a jerk for saying this is that Saturday and Sunday she's with her dad and, and he's great. He's, you know, he's an amazing dad and she loves it. And, um, and I get to sleep in. Right. So you're not, you're not horrible for saying it. We've done a couple episodes that are coming out, um, about co-parenting and yeah. every single mom who has come on here has said that the time alone is so, uh, appreciated. So yeah. don't worry about it. Yeah. No, especially, I mean, I- yeah, no, just the, just the fact that she has such a great relationship with her dad. So it's like, I'm like okay, well, I guess this is good, you know? Well, yeah, yeah. there's like nothing you don't even have to worry. You know what I mean? Like exactly. she's over there, she's loving life. She's with her dad. It's yeah. not, that's not stressful for you. You know, you can hand her off to him and yeah. she's good to go. And then you yeah. can just relax. I mean, I think Kara and I, that would, that's lovely. Yeah. I mean, I definitely. Well, and the I, way you sleep when your child is not in the house, it's like, you don't have that little, I mean, of course your antenna never really goes down, but you don't have like that radar. ear up, you know, yeah. just waiting for mama. 
So I'll never forget. So this we were just talking about when I turned 40, I went on like a trip for my 40th birthday. And when I came back, my husband was like, yeah, I just, I didn't really sleep because I just like always had one ear open for the kids. And I was like, you mean like I have every single night? Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I guess so. I was like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. I mean, he's amazing and wonderful, but I just remember that moment being like, what Uh, you mean since July 6, 2013, when I became a mother, (laughs) that's how I have slept every night. Okay. Right. You know, the best, the best dad in the world will, will just never be a mama, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, I want to talk about, I mean, you were super um, vocal on social media about the fact that you had COVID Mm -hmm. very early on, but you also are one of the few people I know that was able to donate antibodies and how that whole process went down. And I mean, it was during like the severe lockdown of of Manhattan. I remember you like showing yourself leaving your apartment and that was stressful with your mask and doing all the things. So tell us a little bit about that. You know, it was, it's interesting when I look back on it because it seemingly, even though we were hearing about it a little bit, it, it, it seemingly the whole pandemic came on quickly. It felt, it felt like a light switch, you know, because mm-hmm. even the, even the kind of leading up to it and the, and the talking about it, I remember Jess at work, we were having a meeting, like if you, if you just feel any kind of sickness, just stay home. And it was kind of like this fake, like, okay, sure, whatever, you know, nobody's going to be sick. Um, and then I remember I started feeling a little sick, like, a, no, you know, wait, no, I have to jump in. Yes, tell me. Because on that Wednesday yes. at the matinee, yes. you and I, like Katie and I, we had to sing off stage in the first number, mm-hmm. um, but we, we weren't on stage, but we would always sing in the same spot. We do mm-hmm. our um, Tracy and Tracy Anderson arms, yeah. right? Was that yep. what we were doing? Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I did and them today, our, by the way. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> we would do them and sing backstage. And that matinee, we were whispering because someone had come to work sick. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we like were usually whispering sick. anyway, talking like mom life. We were the only mom. So we we're usually doing that. But but here we were like whispering to each other. Cut to, we come back from the dinner break and Katie's out of the show. Mm-hmm. And I texted her and I was like, girl, are you okay? What's going on? And you said, you're like, I spiked a fever. And I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It was weird because I was... I, you know, that feeling like in your neck. And I also think as like dancers, you know, you just, you're so in tune with your body. And so even kind of before you get sick, you're like, I feel something coming, you know? And I Mm -hmm. felt that feeling that just the same feeling. It didn't feel any different than any other time I've been sick. Um, and I just, it was like, middle of that matinee that I started to be like, huh, you know, I feel like I might be a little off, probably just getting a cold. I have a toddler. I've been sick 27 times already that winter, you know? Um, and I'm like, great, I'm getting sick again. And, and then I kind of had a fever and that's when I was like, oh, shoot, this is bad. I definitely shouldn't go to work, you know? But then I kind of like woke up the next day and it felt better and it was kind of, you know, up and down. And actually that next day, I actually went into the building into work because we, we shut down and they said, come collect your things. And I was actually feeling better that day. So I'm like, well, let me just go back. And, and I, and I got all my things, but I told everybody, you know, kind of stay away from me. I I don't know. I felt a little funny yesterday. What I, I don't know, you know? And at this point, like we're being told some people are wearing masks, but we're also kind of being told not to wear masks and no, nobody knows, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. So anyway, I remember an urgent care near the theater had emailed me and they were like, we have COVID tests. And I was like, maybe I should try to go get tested. This is funny. You know, like it, it just seems like a novelty, honestly. Um, and so I went and he's like, you don't have COVID. I'm not testing you for COVID. And I'm like, okay. Um, he's like, you don't have any respiratory issues. He's like, you have the flu. He's like, let's just test you for the flu. We'll do a rapid flu test and, and then we'll see. I'm like, okay. So we do, do a rapid flu. It comes back negative. And he's like, okay, if you want to be tested, you can, you don't have it. Um, you know, and I'm like, well, yeah, just go ahead and test me. You know, and I felt I, I couldn't even believe that I was being tested for this. It felt so like there's no way that I have it, you know? And anyway, you know, a few days later, I got a phone call Monday morning and they're like, you tested positive. And I was like, I was like, what are you kidding me? Like after all this speculating of like, is anybody that I know actually going to get this? <laughs> and then it turns out I'm the first person that I know that, that had been tested positive, you know? And so not to drag it on too much, but you know, it was really interesting when I came out with having it because for the most part, people were incredibly supportive and everybody's worried. And, you know, people wanted to know information to know what to expect because I was also vocal about all these strange symptoms. I lost my sense of smell and taste. You know, all of a sudden people are hitting me up. Hundreds of people are messaging me going, oh my gosh, I can't smell or taste anything. I'm like, you have it. Sorry, you have it. Like, you know, they're like, that's my only symptom. I'm like, you have it. Um, but you know, a lot of people were reaching out to me, like you picked your child up from school the day before you blah. And I'm like, okay, first of all, please tell me who was supposed to pick up my child from school. Second of all, the doctor told me I didn't have it. I, I don't know. You know, it's just there, there, well, that was the beginning. I mean, well, there were so no protocols. Yeah. Exactly what I'm like saying. now, like, if you're waiting for results of a test, you're supposed to quarantine. Like yeah. but that didn't exist in March. <laughs> no. And I didn't, nobody even knew what that really meant. Or, you know, I, I stepped outside in the driveway and I'm on Instagram kind of documenting things. And I took a breath and people, or not people, but I just remember this one girl specifically was like, you are putting so many people's lives at risk. You're going to kill people. And I was like, oh my gosh. And, you know, of course I would never, ever, ever be careless or, you know, not conscious about these things. Um, so it was just, you know, go, looking back, of course, there are things I would have done differently, but I obviously did the best that I knew how well, in the moment, you know? Exactly. I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, I remember texting because you texted saying that you were going to get tested mm -hmm. and... And Daniel was texting me that morning because this was the Thursday when everything mm -hmm. was going to shut down. And um, everyone was, uh, there was a lot going on. Yeah. And I remember Daniel texting and I was like, hey, Katie's getting tested. She thinks she might have it. And he mm -hmm. was like, well, she's got it. I've definitely got it because you mm -hmm. guys have that scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, we're and then, like, yeah, yeah. You're like making out, you're yeah. like doing all the things. And, and not to mention, so then we start hearing about other people having symptoms. And I have mm -hmm. to say, like, you're the reason why I knew that I probably had it because mm -hmm. I came out here to California and I was having lower back pain. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, I think it's this bed. Like the bed just isn't very comfortable. And then like a five days after we got here, five or six days after we got here, Eric started feeling really f a lot of fatigue. And then I lost my taste and smell. And it wasn't yeah. until you posted in a story, like your body aches or like oh. lower back pain. And I literally texted Kara and I was like, Oh my God, 
that's a symptom. Like yeah. that was a symptom that Katie had. It was so like a super, I probably have it. Yeah. Like super weird, like localized low yes. back pain that, yes. that felt like when you're, you know, sitting on a, a, you know, saggy couch for too long, but it did not go away. It was so bad. Right. And then um, we get, and then we started getting emails from the company that like, right. or in our group on Facebook, so many people were testing positive. Like, I mean, ultimately I think like eight or nine of our cast members actually tested positive. Not I feel like it was like 20. Well, that's like, the thing. It's like, yeah. I think there are a lot of us too, who didn't get tested, but mm -hmm. had symptoms. And so, and when you think about it, I remember people being sick back in December and January and not being able to kick it. And I just think Oh yeah. So many of us had it during that yep. time, yeah. you know, but I will and never forget like you not coming back for the mat, for the second I show know. on Wednesday. And, I'll, and, and honestly, like, oh my God. Well, but you know, as performers, you go to work sick, yep. like, sorry, right. you yep. know, and it's annoying when somebody is obviously like super ill and they're sick. You're like, dude, stay home. Like who cares? Just take your sick day. But for the most part, we all come w when we're under the weather. If you called out every time you felt under the weather, you'd run out Never of Never go to days. work. Yeah. yeah exactly. exactly. But you know what I mean? So, so I, the way that I felt was a way that I would have gone to work, honestly. Like I could have done the show. Um, but I just, so, so even in that moment, I felt like I was being, you know, overreactionary by calling out. But so, okay. So jumping forward to, I test positive for antibodies because people on Instagram and everything are like, you should test for antibodies. You need to donate plasma, you know? And I'm like, okay, yeah. Which was Everybody's great, got an know? opinion. <laughs> yeah. And so, so I'm like, guess what guys, I, I am positive for antibodies. I, and my antibodies were like sky high. Um, so, so, you know, they, I'm approved to donate plasma. And then, and Jess knows this, and I will not, you know, but then people, numerous people start hitting me up privately for my plasma. And that's when I started feeling a little bit scared. Like I started feeling because people, people do crazy things when they're desperate. Yeah. And I understand that if somebody that you love's health is on the line, like, you start to, you know, think irrationally. And, and I started kind of, it started to feel a little like, like a bad pandemic movie where I'm like, is somebody going to barge into my house in the middle of the night and kidnap me from my plasma? Like I, you know, I kind of was like, so that's when I started to back, backpedal just a little bit on the, on the sharing about my health, you know? Um, so, cause that was just, that felt, crazy. And it also, of course, to me, of course, I want to help your friend's dad or your mother or your aunt or whoever, of, of course, but, but I can't No, a helicopter cannot pick me up and take me to another state. And you cannot walk me in the back door of the hospital at 3am where a doctor will be waiting for me. No, you, no, I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, and that like, as just a decent person and a decent human being, that hurts your heart too. Like, of you course, know, that's what I'm know, saying. Like you're saying it's like you would help anyone. You would love to be able to do that, but there also are rules and there are ways. To yeah. Do and I also in it, you know, in a super sad way in the back of my mind, I'm like, I got to save, you know, this for if somebody in my family needs it or something, you know, yeah. but anyway, I was able to, you know, through the proper channels, you know, the blood center of New York, I went and I donated my plasma and it was, it was, you know, they were unorganized and it was kind of annoying, but it, but it was 
you know, physically painless. And I, it was like, it's crazy. They hook you up to this machine and the blood comes out and they separate the plasma right there. And so you get this bag of, they call it liquid gold and it's just like clear gold, you know, thick liquid. (laughs) Wow. That Um, is so cool. Yeah, it was cool, but yeah, I just sat there for like an hour and they got this big bag of plasma and I, you know, I, I don't know where, where it went. It could have gone to research. It could have gone to helping somebody, you know, it could have gone to with, for the vaccine or I don't know. So breast milk and plasma, honey. Yeah. When you said like a gold, that's what I thought of. (laughs) I know there, you know, I breastfed for two years, which was like any breastfeeding mother knows is, is a, is some of the highest highs and the lowest lows of being a mother. Um, but I tell you, and I, and I truly don't miss it anymore, but, um, but I tell you, you know, during the pandemic, there are times when I'm like, man, I wish I was still breastfeeding just to have that like line of defense, you know? Yeah. I used to, I used to put that shit in everything. I, I, I thought about, yeah, the other day Finn got like a scratch on his face and it was just little and I was like, huh. I would have put breast milk on that. Yeah. That's not that's no longer a thing for us, but no. I like that's what I would have done. I remember one time Ollie when she was a baby, she had like a little eye infection and I just, you know, shot her right in the eye. And it <laughs> and it worked. And it worked. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy how it works. Yeah. Totally works. <laughs> um I so we want to get to the book obviously, but yeah. you actually started this pivot Prior to this time, I feel like, I can't remember, we ran into each other, I think it was at an audition, and you, Ollie was young, and you were like, I don't want to do this anymore, I want to be in charge of my own destiny, sort of thing. Um, And I feel like maybe is that when this began, and truth be told, I feel like that's a very um, uh, common reaction to motherhood, like just wanting to be in charge of your vehicle. And in our industry, we aren't as in charge. Right. Um, so, uh, you had already kind of started this journey. What was the impetus for that becoming a certified holistic nutritionist? Well, you know, I, when I had my baby, um, like toward the end of my pregnancy, I started panicking that I was going to have a colicky crying baby all the time. So I started researching kind of diets and, things that would help, you know, so that, cause I, I just, you know, I just didn't want her to be crying in our tiny hell's kitchen apartment. Um, so I started kind of following some people that were, um, promoting, you know, a plant-based lifestyle. And I've always, th- what really drew me to it was that there's no portion size because I love to eat and I've had, I've really struggled throughout my life with, you know, maybe some unhealthy eating patterns, um, you know, binging, overeating, and then withholding or just being obsessed with food and obsessed with my body shape and all of that. And so this way of eating for me gave me freedom to eat freely and enjoy it without, um, you know, being stressed about it. And then lo and behold, it kind of also gave me the body that I was always wanting. So, and then, and it seemed to be great for my baby. So anyway, I kind of fell into this health journey for myself and, and I was talking about it a lot. And I thought that I just wanted to gain some credibility, which is why I got certified in holistic nutrition. So anyway, I, that it's funny because I did that 
and and I have been thinking for the last few years about what's next um, as a dancer, as an ensemble chorus girl. You know, I, I I I love what I love what we do. I love performing, but but I don't. I'm I'm fearful that I won't be able to sustain my life as you know with what I've been doing for much longer. You know, even before all this. Um, because, you know, ageism is real and, and my body, you know, what, what my body can do is, is, um, not as vast as what it used to be able to do. So, um, yeah, I, I wanted the credibility and I got certified in holistic nutrition and then I, and then I didn't do anything with it. Um, meaning I didn't, you know, I didn't take on any clients. It, it was helpful and I liked it, but it was really, it's just something that I use to kind of say, oh, I'm an authority on this because I just like to speak on it and, you know, share my recipes on Instagram. And I started a blog and I share all these recipes and, um, and yeah, so, you know, I was actually talking with a friend last night about this because I think for a long time I was in a period where, you know, you know, you just think, okay, things are going to work out whatever it is, I'm, I'm opening myself up to the universe. What, you know, to, you know, where universe guide me, what's next, you know, and you kind of throw your hands up and that's beautiful. And I, and I truly believe in that to a degree, but I was doing that without really taking action. And, and so it wasn't until, you know, this pandemic hit that, that I started to take, you know, tangible action toward something different. And, and it, it just seems somehow miraculous <laughs> what can happen when you're, when you actually take the steps as opposed to just thinking the steps, you know? But yeah. Can we talk about how you took the steps? Cause this is something yes. that Jess and I talk about all the time, especially right now. There, the bandwidth is just so low and what's being expected of mothers in general and p- people mm-hmm. across the board, what we're being expected or need to do is so extreme, but also being a mom puts a, a whole other layer on top of that. Mm-hmm. So how, what were the steps you took to do this? I mean, cause y'all Katie, Katie self-published this I book mean, that we are talking about. Um, yeah she, she did it all herself. So that's, that's crazy. Like talk about learning new skills. So how was that? I mean, it feels like a very natural progression, to be honest, when you announced that you were doing it, I was not at all surprised. I was like, Oh, this makes total sense. Yeah. I was already writing and posting recipes on my website and people were liking them and I was getting feedback on Instagram and a lot of people, you know, reposting my recipes, my, my six minute beans or my lazy girl zucchini or whatever, you know, I love the lazy girl zucchini and I also love your tomato sauce Oh yeah, for ages. Yeah. I love the, I love the sauce too. Thank you. Um, so, so I was doing that and, and quite honestly, and this is kind of a, I don't know if this is gross of me to say, but I was like, okay, I need to stop putting work, doing work for free. You know, like if I'm putting out a service, then I need to get a coin. (laughs) So, you know, I thought, well, why don't I, I wasn't sure what it was going to be. I thought maybe I could do a subscription website where people could pay to view the recipes and I would post a certain amount, whatever. But, but my, um, my kind of website, uh, software that I use doesn't support that. So I, I just kind of started looking into it and I saw that you can self-publish a book through Amazon and it doesn't cost anything until, you know, they, they, um, they print on demand. So basically you kind of pay, 
you know, for each. Yeah. No, no. Like as it goes, basically they take the cut out of what you price. And so you just sit back and it just kind of happens for you. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So, so it's free except for the fact that I was doing a cookbook, which means that you buy the food and, you know, you're often making things more than once to perfect it. And then you have to retest things and, you know, and it, and it felt crazy, like writing, writing in a book feels so uh, set in stone. And it's like, but what if maybe that's too much salt or that's not enough salt. And I just went back and, you know, and Aurelian, my boyfriend has a great camera. So I was like, Hey, can we use your camera? And, and that was about, you know, it, we just, we shot everything, you know, I wrote everything myself. We, we tasted it. We, we chose everything. We shot everything. I edited every single photo. Um, you know, we uploaded it, which is, uh, you know, much harder than it seems to kind of transfer all of this to like a tech thing. I'm, I'm literally Googling how to change the font. I have no idea. You know, I'm not a tech person at all. And so, you know, things, things didn't work out. Something was reading weird. I had to change the page size or whatever, you know, like, um, so it was tricky. And then, you know, publishing and and now kind of trying to like promote it a little bit, I guess. Um, it's, it's been a lot. Um, it's much harder than I thought, but something that helped me kind of go for it was that honestly, I got the idea and I immediately said on Instagram, I'm going to write a book. And I did that for accountability because I know myself and I am a little bit of a person that's on the non-plan plan. (laughs) (laughs) I am, I am not a type A person. I am like a, I can be a very good lady of leisure. I love to chill (laughs) and drink wine. So, you know, like this was, I knew I needed accountability. And even with that, there were moments where I'm like, F this, like I'm done. Like, I don't care. Who's really keeping track. (laughs) Yeah. Who cares? Nobody cares. Nobody's going to buy it or read it anyway. Everything sucks. You know, like all of that, you work through all of that. So, so it felt really good to just kind of push through and keep going and you know, now I have this book and, and my goal honestly was to sell a hundred copies, which I thought was, um, you know, a lot and it's been out for a few weeks and I've sold like 650 copies. Katie. Amazing. Yeah. Thanks. So I'm, (laughs) I feel proud, you know, and, and I'm getting a lot of good feedback on it. People are like, I made the, the one pot rice and beans and you're a genius. And I'm like, really? It's, you know, cause to me, I'm like, it's just rice and beans, but but it is, that's the whole point is that everything is really simple and pared down and accessible to everybody and healthy and delicious. So, so it feels how, good. Yeah. How long did it take you? How, what was the, how long was the process? Honestly, I, I saw a girlfriend on her birthday on August 1st. And I was saying, I think I'm going to do this. And I had made two recipes before that, just kind of thinking that I would do it. And, and when I, spoke with her. She was like, yes, go for it. So I really didn't kick it into gear until August 1st. And then it came out, um, November on my daughter's birthday, actually on November 2nd. Um, and you know, it's funny because I saw, um, like Ina Garten the other day said something like when I, two years ago, when I started working on my cookbook, (laughs) I'm like two years, (laughs) two months. I know. (laughs) I'm like two years and you have a whole team. I mean, she's fab. So, you know, 
do you right. have like okay do you have any plans to do see so obviously this is like a fall inspired uh cookbook do you have plans for other seasons in brewing yeah and it's called I called it fall for you because it is there are a lot of seasonal recipes but there's also you know things you can make all year round um and and yeah I just I liked it because I felt like fall I was thinking fall for you and then spring for you, you know, like yeah. really meaning, um, you know, fall for yourself, treat yourself, nourish yourself and your family and, and, um, and also spring for yourself. Right. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I, I, I think I want to, we'll see. I think yeah. You should. I mean, I, that's the thing too, in this age of social media and everything. It's like, you know, it's, you become more than just the book you put out. You become the personality that, you know, people, the brand, right. That people want to aspire to. And that's, what's so great. You're just so easygoing and straightforward and the the recipes are easy. You have a toddler helping you a lot of the time, you know what I mean? So seeing that in action, I think just makes it that much more um, desirable. You know, when you have a toddler and you're in an apartment in New York and you don't have any help and, you know, I I do have Aurelian here, which he's such, he is such a help, but like, but I'm a single mom and, you know, financially and all of that. And you know, I I don't have time to do the most. So like everything's got to be like, you got to open the fridge. It's got to be there. You whip it up, put it on the table. Wham, bam. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, well, and they taste, I mean, I've tried out tons of your recipes over the years. I mean, looking them up on the blog, I can't, I can't tell you how many times I have had to search like Katie Weber tomato sauce, like to just go to directly to the, you. I mean, now I have it memorized. It's very easy. It's like literally just garlic. Right. Yeah. It's like garlic and tomatoes. It's so funny because I don't know, this is probably over a year ago, but I was looking, it was like the anniversary of Wicked or something. And that was the first Broadway show that I was in. And everybody's, you know, everybody looks for any excuse to post a picture of themselves in a show they've been in. So it was like, you know, Wicked Day and everybody's posting pictures of themselves in Wicked. And I'm like, oh, I I should post a picture of myself in Wicked, but I don't have any. So I go to Google Katie Weber Wicked just to find a picture. And I Google Katie Weber and, you know, it gives you the suggestions. And it just said Katie Weber tomato sauce. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God. It was like, I didn't even care about the wicked picture anymore. I was just so excited that it said Katie Weber tomato sauce. It was like the best thing ever. That's great. No, I, yeah, it's, they are delicious and it's, they really are so simple and I love that. And then like your margarita recipe is delicious. I mean, come on, but also the photos are so beautiful. I mean, you really have a gift for styling your food too. Ooh, thanks. That is y'all styling food is so freaking hard. It sounds (laughs) stupid, but it is so hard. You put food on a plate. You're like, so ugly. This looks gross. You know, or just, it's hard to, you know, being on a set, you realize that like, I remember as a kid being on set of a commercial and there was like cereal and they're like, I went to go eat that. They're like, don't eat that though yeah. because the milk is glue. Right. It's not right. milk because it looks better on camera than actual yeah. milk does. Yeah. 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 No. And like, you know, herbs like turn black one second after putting them on, you know, fresh herbs. So I'm like, hurry, hurry, come over here. The light, you know, everything was natural light, you know, everything was shot on the kitchen table with natural light. So it's like, you know, sometimes the sun would be going down and I'd be holding something like shaking in the window, like, <laughs> you got it, you got it, you know, just 
It was so hard. And then, you know, sometimes Aurelian wasn't home. So I'm picking up the camera and I'm taking the photos and, you know, actually one of my favorite photos in the book I took. So. His, his photos are amazing. I was just really proud of a picture that I took of popcorn. You know, that's what it's come to. No. I mean, girl, we got to celebrate it where we can. Yeah, exactly. 2020. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, what an incredible thing to celebrate. You made something this year. You made something just like you, Jess, with the bracelets. Like, yeah. you guys are making something. You're putting your hands and your creativity to work. And like this year, as horrible and difficult as it has been, has birthed a lot of things, you know, and has the time has created a necessity. I mean, they always say right necessity is the mother of invention, but I feel like the need has come from our deep desires to create and feel like we're contributing, right? Um, yeah. And you guys have both done that. And I'm just so impressed with the both of you. So thank you. Thanks. Yeah, Jess, y'all are killing it. That's amazing. Well, thank you. My fingers are killing it. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, making lots of bracelets and you know beating those gemstones onto that tiny mm-hmm. wire is. Is just, Elliot um, able to like actually make some or? Yeah, that, she I can, don't know. She how... actually she was making a lot of them when we were doing the seed bead bracelets, like the mm-hmm. ones that said vote and things like those are easier right. for her because the holes are bigger and like right. I get her all set up and and she can do it. Like she will, you know, we'll say we need a rainbow bracelet. And so she counts out how many of each color we need and then mm-hmm. she does it. And, you know, the gemstones are a little trickier, but she, so if anyone's listening, if you order from Ivy and Clark and you get a box and the logo sticker is crooked exactly. on your box, it's because my six-year-old <laughs> yeah. puts the stickers on the boxes. You know, it's like, exactly. It Ollie truly... was helping me put stickers on the other day and I'm like, that's upside down. Like, you know, <laughs> No, it's Real truly life. like, I mean, that's you know. what we're doing. I mean, we're trying yeah. to make it all happen. And yeah. so I just, I'm so excited and, and you guys, you got it. Get Katie Weber's book. I mean, you know, you, this time there are so many of us who are trying to pivot and, yeah. you know, or sidestep or side hustle, you know, it's like, I'm not leaving forever. And, you know, hopefully we'll be back in the theater and I'll come sit on the dressing room table and eat your chips and, you know, yeah. we'll yeah. talk mom life, you know, yeah. on a two show day soon. But until then, you know, anytime y'all, you know, people often ask like, how can we support the Broadway community? Because we don't have any options. I mean, this is, yeah. everything has evaporated and that's, we're used to a hustle, but there's nothing to hustle toward at all. So, um, the way you can help truthfully is to support these small businesses that yeah. we are yep. developing and, and creating. And, um, cause it will directly affect the livelihood of the artists that you love to come see. You know? Yeah. I mean, this means, uh, and I don't mean to sound dramatic, but like, this means that I can buy Christmas presents for my kid right. this year. You know what I mean? It's I, I'm not like getting rich off of this at all, not even close, but you know, it's, it's just every little bit helps, you know, and it's exciting. And it's just, it's, it feels really gratifying to get a little bit of fruit for your labor, you know? Yeah, absolutely. For sure. It's good. And, and my, and my kid is so proud of me, you know, she opens it up and there's a um, recipe in there called Ollie's chocolate smoothie, which is what I make for her. She asks for it every single morning and it's really healthy and delicious. And you know, I'm letting her look through because as I'm on the cover of the book and she's like, mama's book, you know, and she opens it up and she's all my smoothie. I'm like, yeah, there's your smoothie. You know, she's all excited. So I know she thinks it's cool. And that, that always feels the best, you know, when you make your kid proud. 
Absolutely. It lasts for half a second, but (laughs) (laughs) then they hate you again. But, you know. Truth. Truth. Oh, my God. Katie, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, guys. Just love y'all. I love you. It's like, it's so nice to just sit and have these moments. We've said it before. It's like, you know, to just sort of kiki, like we're in the dressing room and feel like we're in our quote unquote normal life again. Because our normal life as abnormal as it may seem to a lot of people is very normal to us and yeah. it's missing right now. So yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks this is a good here. hang. Yeah. Yeah. Next and time we'll do book, it with everybody. alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say, we should have actually done drinking. that. We should have all made Katie's margarita and I know, we right? should have, well, yeah, we should have, but we should, we'll definitely put it, um, all the information for the book and everything. It'll be there, um, with your picture in the episode and, and yeah, Aww, buy it for the holidays, y'all. Yep. Yeah. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. All the things. All the things. All the yes. things. Awesome. All of them. Right. Be well, friend. Bye. Thanks, you too, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. Special shout outs to Rachel Spencer Hewitt for our fabulous graphic, Kristen Anderson Lopez, Bobby Lopez, and Justin Ward Weber for our awesome theme song, our producers Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, and of course, the Broadway Podcast Network for bringing us to you. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.